you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning to talk about football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're also live here in New York City. It's Friday, October 20th. Where has the month gone? It's gone towards football. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Should we get to the highlight? Sure, let's do it. What happened last night? Yeah, we were the same. Saints- ask about Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Which, uh, a red Halloween Let's get That was a house of horrors almost for the Jacksonville Jaguars last night in almost. the Superdome. Almost. almost. There was no win for the Saints. It did not happen. Doug Peterson. Yep. Doug Peterson has got the Jags going, baby. Five and two after the 31-24 road win on a short week. Let's check in with a wet hair, Trevor Lawrence, after the dub. And I just think it was good for our team today. We jumped on them early, and it looked like we could maybe run away with it and put them away, and that's what we were all thinking. That's what I was hoping for. Maybe I can get out a little early and we can get a lead, and, you know, that's, it's NFL. It doesn't really work like that usually. So they come storming back, and it put us in a position where we had to make plays down the stretch, and that's, that's something that builds your team is when you see guys make the plays when they have to, when we score when we have to, when the defense gets to stop on fourth down when they have to. It's game on the line. That builds confidence in your team more than blowing a team out. I listened to a Jaguars podcast this morning on my drive in, and if I had five bucks for every time the guy said, it wins a win, it wins a win, and I was like, all right, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have come into work today. He mm-hmm. said it so many times. But sometimes that happens. It's a short week, Jags go on the road, and you get a positive spin from Trevor Lawrence. What do we think of that road win last night for the Jags? I love how you just start your day with a little Jaguars pod. Just trying to wake up, you it's know? Like, MJD's got a like podcast a, now? I love it. Wins a win, wins a win. I don't know what the guy's name is. Locked on Jaguars. All right, great. great. There's little, the plug. Little, little summation. pod. I love that. Looking at this game last night, the whole talk was we were talking Trevor Lawrence's knee he gets out there he leads them in rushing yards he's running all over the field and what I love about the NFL game throughout most of this game you're watching is just like somebody wake up uh, <laughs> yeah, Alvin Kamara was just yeah, like tough. every time Carr got the ball was just like check down Charlie check down Charlie <laughs> Kamara fantasy owners was like yes he has 100 catches for 24 yards but you get to the fourth quarter of the game and next thing you know catches for 24 yeah, yards that's what it feels it's like good. That's what it was. check down Charlie off, it's good and next thing you know, the Saints find offense, and the Jaguars can't get anything going. We're in a ball game. Trevor Lawrence in the second half have 14 yards before that last pass to Christian Kurt, and then we get to the last drive of the game for the New Orleans Saints. And you can play as lackluster as you want. In the NFL, it comes down to who can score at the end of the game to win it. And these were their plays. These were the four plays they had. They had four cracks at the end zone from the six-yard line to get in. And this wasn't the only time throughout the first half of the game the Saints defense came up with turnovers. Mm. And the Saints offense missed a field goal. Couldn't put one in the end zone. That drop by Foster Moreau is crushing. There's a lot of contact. This is great defense by uh, Materic Brown. This is great defense. Gets his hands, gets his head around, knocks the ball. And I don't want to hear any controversy. Jay, sometimes those officiating consultants in the booth during the broadcast, they take heat because they always say every call is right. Yeah. 
I feel like you're starting to go oh, that direction do with that. the defensive pass don't interference. Don't do that. Don't Is do it ever that. a foul on Hands the Hands on, back. look right. back for the ball, knock it down. That's text. All right, book. baby. I got you. Phil Bell, you watched Forster Moreau <laughs> on the sideline after the game. He's still sitting here. Alvin Kamara, Jawan Johnson have to go get him off the bench. Full equipment, helmet on, moments after the game. Tough drop, but NFL, like, you have to catch that yeah, pass to potentially tie the game up. He drops it, and that was the game. Four losses in their last five games. They lost to the Houston Texans last week where they were in the red zone constantly, could not score. It, the Saints' offense is so maddening to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Week in, week out. And it feels like the Raiders' offense from last year with Derek Carr. Oh, so Peter. maddening to watch. At some point, is it not, let's look at what's going on here. And the consistent theme is, could we just get and not have the theatrics afterwards. Can we see the Chris Olave situation here, where Olave is one of the best young wide receivers in the league, and there's frustration going here. Carr's looking, it's got him. This is when they were losing, and it's like, obviously the wrong route is run. Carr's just chewing him out, just, just tearing into Chris Olave on the side. And it's like, dude, at some point you lose these guys. Like, Carr. He threw it eight yards out of bounds. You held it out of bounds. <laughs> and I look at this from the Saints thing, it's like, Home, super. Do you have to fall behind? Does Groupie have to miss the easy chippy field goal? Does the defense get two turnovers and the special teams get a turnover and put you yeah. in the red zone twice and you not score a touchdown? The score says one thing, 31-24. Jaguars, like you said, Trevor Lawrence had 14 yards up until that last yeah, play to Christian yeah, Kirk. Yeah. The Saints defense is doing it week in, week out. They're putting their yeah. bodies out there on the line. And you just want, and you know, they're talking about the offensive coordinator. Like, like yeah, at this point, you lose those two games, you're three and four. Remember before the season, we were like, the NFC South's wide open. We do know one thing. The Saints upgraded at quarterback. Whatever the Saints did, they got a leader. They got a leader. They got a veteran. I hate to wake up on this morning and be so negative. I think it's like, that's a home game on a short week for Jacksonville and at, coming on the road in a place that usually the yeah. Saints take care of business. They had a million opportunities. It shouldn't have come down to those last four plays. Yeah. And I remember last year in the 2022 season, we're like, look at the Colts. They brought in Matt Ryan. He's this veteran leader. He's been there. He's yeah. done it. it. It was a disaster. It did not work out at all. And, and look, we'll see where we go with the Saints. The Derek Carr conversation is tough. We, I feel like we've been having the same one for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of like him and mm -hmm. seems like a good guy. There's just the results are just never there. And yet someone will be like, he threw the, the game time touchdown pass. What, what do you want him to do? Right. drops the pass. There I know. Is. There's always a second layer to it. The Jaguars, they, I think they're going to have a home playoff game. I, I know it's early and a lot of things can happen. This looks like a playoff team. Yeah. Lawrence was not good. He threw a tough interception before the half and then just brought it on late. Fine. And they still win. The Peterson factor is just so big. And I like, I think we all like what the Texans are doing and some of the teams in that division. But like this team is so talented and so loaded. I'm so disappointed in the Saints. I, I wish I could talk more about the Jags too. I hate that they're three and four. And you know that everybody loves to talk about strays and catch a stray. Yeah. I'm just going to throw out a stray right now. This Saints team went into Foxborough and shut out the yeah. Patriots? Two weeks ago. The Patriots lost to this team 34 to nothing? That team I saw last night is not real good. They're not playing. That's how bad the Patriots are? That's what's called a stray. A when you're stray. waking up and you're young and you're like, we had all what are they talking about Orleans. on GMFB? What? Yeah. What I don't even see a Patriots logo <laughs> on the screen. But my God, Dennis yeah. Allen walked into Foxborough and shut out Bill Belichick by 34 points? With it's crazy. Team? Let's get it back on the rails and let's get, like, let's get to what we need. Captain Duvall. Cap. Captain, Captain Duvall. Duvall. We talked for two straight weeks about this human being. Pre-game. We saw him in London, and we're like, is that a one-off? And I am so thrilled to announce that he doesn't speak. 
and I love that he doesn't speak. They, they got into, we're going to show it later on the Amazon show, there's still a mystique about this person. If he shows up and just starts talking yeah. or has some lame plug that he wants to, it's like, great, man. I'm here on behalf of... Like an accent? Yeah. What if he like, tried an accent? Plug. I got my pod, here's my, my record stream, or like, I'm here on behalf of such and such insurance company. It looked like he was just there as a guest of the Jaguars and nothing to say. Yeah. Look dignified as Smoozing with Peterson before the game, yeah. like, full conversation. Yes. But I don't know if they're changing words or Peterson's talking to him. I don't I think know he doesn't was. speak. I think it's really cool. And afterwards, they asked him direct questions on Amazon, oh. and he just he holds up a sign. Like, he doesn't <laughs> speak. So I'm way into it. I, I really like I I was actually hoping he would just stay in London, yeah. and, like, we see him once a year. But if he's going to be here, I like how he showed up. Do you I'm have, still cool. Do you have any Foyasade Olakon takes? Or no, he had 14 oh, tackles. Just Olakon. Yes. sorry. Do you have any takes? Or no? Foy, oil can, is that what you call No, him? sorry. Foyasade Olakon, great player. Great player. Very Jack, I said Jacksonville's going to host a playoff game. Where's the captains in the sea? Captain Duvall. Captain Duvall, yeah. The commitment to the makeup and how it blends. Can we see the shot just one more time? The commitment to the makeup to the, he has like a neck like mask on. Like what, Batman? It flushes perfectly from his facial makeup to everything else that's going on. Kaylee Hartung was on the show yesterday. She texted us, what, mere an hour after the show? It was like, update programming. He's going to be there. It's incredible. It was like the commitment that we all have to this per character in our lives yeah. um, is impressive. I think Devontae Adams wishes there was more commitment to him from the Raiders. That, that's a left <laughs> turn. How about that? That's The Raiders are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears this weekend, and despite winning the last two games, Devontae Adams uh, remains unhappy. Who wouldn't be? He went to Vegas to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not there anymore. He had just six catches for 74 yards last week and no touchdowns in the two wins so far. Here's what Devontae Adams himself said about his role within this Raiders offense. I mean, I'm a human being, and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So to me, it's not just about, you know, I'm sure people thinking like, you know, well, they won the game, they won the Packers game, you know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You, you know, y'all should know who I am, know what I'm about at this point. So it's not about when you're a player like me mentally, the, my benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. He had 1,500 yards in his last season in Green Bay. He had 1,500 last year receiving, and he's only at 400 so far this season. He's not here just to hang out, Jay. <laughs> it's tough. When you hear a guy say these words after two straight wins, your initial reaction is just like, my goodness, Like you guys are mm. finding ways to win the game. Whether you get the ball or not, you're winning the game. And then he followed up because Deshaun Reed went on and was like, hey, what I think Devontae's saying is, yes, we won these two games, but we're just not trying to win a game here and there. We're trying to sustain success for the remainder of the season and build an offense that is going to help us get to where we want to get. And he knows that includes him. He reposted and said, simple, thank you. Because for Devontae Adams, he's looking at this situation. just like, I'm looking around. I'm looking at us on offense. I'm looking at our quarterback situation. And I think the way for us to win the game and to get over the hump and to possibly be able to make a playoff run is the ball has to be in my hands. I have to have targets. I have to be able to open up the offense to be able to help us get there. It's like at the same time when you hear Devontae, and I know he went for 1,500 yards last year. The Raiders were terrible. They weren't a good football team. You leave Green Bay, where you're playing with Aaron Rodgers at the time, to go join Derek Carr. Yes, you don't know Derek Carr was going to leave. We watched Derek Carr last night, so I don't know if that's the main thing. of like, oh, if Derek Carr was still there, Devontae would be going off. It's just like, 
this is what you kind of get. You, you're trying to figure it out. Your team's trying to win games. They're trying to stay employed. McDaniel Ziegler. Uh-huh. I respect Devontae wanting the ball. He's one of the best, probably the best receiver in the game. He needs more targets. It's just tough. They won two games. It's just like, figure out how to win. It's almost refreshing, though, in a way. Like, yeah. instead of just moping around. I mean, he's like, I get it. I'm completely self-aware. He also seems to think, or is saying, and I'm not interpreting or defending, but like, yeah, when he is, like, we'd win more games if I if I got the ball. Yeah. He's just being completely honest. This is the chance to go sideways, but to your point, the Raiders are in the thick of it. Like, yeah. they just won two good games. Uh, he's never been one to mince his words. He's never been one to shy away, but, like, this I, this might be unprecedented where he's like, no, I get it. I understand, but I need the ball more for us to win more, and I mm-hmm. want the ball more. And I'm like, okay, there's, there's no, like, Instagram fade or some shady post no or some strange yeah. unfollow. He's like... No, here's what I'm thinking. I, it's almost kind of refreshing from this point, although as much as it's refreshing, it's like, dude, it's hard for us as the NFL to say, oh, yes, no, he's right. The team is doing him wrong. They're winning games. Yeah, the timing's terrible. You know, I, w- I would love it another time. Devontae bought into the fairy tale. The fairy tale was you're going to leave Green Bay and you're going to go home and you're going to be with your old best friend and you're going to make all the money and you're going to bring the Raiders to glory. Like, Devontae, you took a huge pile of money to go with the Raiders <laughs> and play with your friend, and I don't blame you any of that. But, like, are you surprised that the Raiders are struggling this year? You're not doing what y'all... Like, in your life since you've been born, they got a handful of seasons over 500. You went from a team that always wins to a team that almost never wins, and you downgraded your quarterback, and then they pulled the rug out. So, I'm sorry the fairy tale didn't come true, and you're not getting the ball all the time. You're not winning all these games, and you're not throwing touchdowns with your friends. But the game checks are huge, and everyone respects you, and the team has won a couple in a row. So, maybe you just keep chipping in, and those big games are coming. But the whole thing where you and Derek Carr are going to lift up the Lombardi trail, I'm sorry, it was never going to come true. Like, yeah. I love you, and I root for you, but no one believed that was going to come true, and I'm sorry it hasn't. So just keep chipping in, and maybe you guys can uh, scrap a wild card. Now, no years. Jimmy. No Jimmy. Right. Yeah, yeah well, let's find out about that. Tom Palacero joining us now, our NFL Network insider. Tom, injuries that we should know about heading into the weekend. Is Jimmy Garoppolo on your list? He is, Jamie. Jimmy Garoppolo already ruled out for Sunday's game against the Bears because of what the team has categorized as a back injury. Now, Coach Josh McDaniels said on Wednesday that they had dodged a bullet in terms of serious internal injuries, but Garoppolo's injury is significant enough for them to rule him out early in the week, and at this point it's unclear exactly when Jimmy potentially could be back on the field. For this week, it'll be either Brian Hoyer or rookie Aiden O'Connell getting the start against the Bears, who also likely will be without their starting quarterback. Justin Fields did not practice again on Thursday, dealing with an injury to the thumb on his throwing hand. Matt Eberflus has categorized him as doubtful for this game, which puts undrafted rookie Tyson Bajan in line for his first NFL start. Meanwhile, in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson returned to practice on Thursday, first time since he suffered an injury to the rotator cuff in his throwing shoulder back on September 24th. Officially, Watson listed as a limited participant in practice. Didn't practice on Wednesday. We'll see if this is enough time for them to ramp him up and get him to ready, ready to go this weekend. Also see how the shoulder responds to throwing the football in a practice setting. If he cannot go, then it would be P.J. Walker again on Sunday against the Colts. Jamie? And, I, and I, Tom, I think after last week, P.J. Walker would say, fine, hand me the rock again. I can hang. Tom, thank you so much. Talk to you in a little bit. Still a couple of good morning football. The Commanders are looking for their second straight win this weekend against a division rival in the Giants. Can they take advantage of a limping New York Giants team? We're going to ask Brian Robinson Jr. Yes. to join us later and preview the matchup. I'm going to tell him I always over him in anger runs. I know. Someone needs to. Believe me. We, we feel you, dude. You should have one. <laughs> Plus... 
Eagles, Dolphins. <laughs> Who comes out on top Sunday night? Don't go anywhere. Mad Men is next. All the games. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's play a bad minute, shall we? We're going to start with one of the biggest games of the week, the Dolphins taking on the Eagles under the lights of Sunday night football. They get the primetime treatment. Peter, what are you watching? We went deep on, this sh- on the, the show yesterday about the, the different styles these two teams play, and a lot of that is media creation and that the, the Eagles do wear the dog masks and they're all about their offensive line and they're so gritty and the, the brotherly shove and the Dolphins are like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini with all their priests. Truth of the matter is, there is so much speed on both of these teams, and I am so excited to see how it all goes down. I, I want to see if in the trenches a big play that we made, and if the Eagles' defensive line can handle what the what the Eagles' offensive line is going to mm-hmm. bring them, because mm-hmm. that might be a test come December, January for that defense. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. It seems like Mostar is, is scoring three touchdowns every single week as they're leading the league in rushing yards. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. We, we went into this yesterday, but he threw three interceptions in their past game. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's question marks about this offense. I want to see him. This is prime time. This is him. This is Tua. I want to see what he's able to do with this offense. Julio Jones, let's see if he's going to play. If he's going to be out there. Yes, he's going to be yeah. out there. Let's see. Christian Wilkins, don't let me down, buddy. Okay. Don't let me down. Dolphins defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, when they do the brotherly shove, and they will do it, they're coming right at you, my man. Do whatever you need to do to stop it. And you know what that means. Extracurricular, uh, whatever it is, they're coming to you. Stop it. The fine is going to come, but just do it anyway. We got yeah. Yeah. We, we did our Super Bowl previews right. back in September, our picks, if you will. Uh-huh. But there's something about those two logos now on October 20th that look kind of sexy. It's a yeah. Super Bowl preview. I like it. Dolphins, Eagles. Let's take it to the NFC South. Falcons, Bucks. Jason, Falcons, Bucks. Both of these teams started out the seasons 2-0. and They looked great. or surprising us. They both won one game since then. Oof. So I want to see both these quarterbacks. Baker's not coming off a great game. But for Desmond Ritter, last week, all we came in on Monday, all we were showing with Arthur Smith's reactions on the sideline, all the different emotions, interception after interception, I want to see how he responds to that. I was talking a lot about the Lions this week. We all have been yeah. and how good they are and what they did to Tampa and what they did to Tampa. I've gotten a lot of blowback online about, yeah, but Tampa sucks, man. We all know that they uh, suck. I'm like, I don't think that they do. There's a lot of sentiment out there that they were fake tough guys, Fugazi, early record, good, and now they're not. I hope they're not. I'm really hoping this is not like a Baker comeback game, fall down to earth. Like yeah. I'm really hoping for it. I like what Tampa has going on, but they need a weekend. As bad as these teams looked in spots last week, you look at last night, the Saints don't do anything for you. They're three and four. They mm-hmm. lost four of their last five games. And Carolina's this winless. Is, and Carolina's yeah. winless. Like, these guys, two. These two teams might be the ones that we're talking about this at the end of the season. Peter. So, hey, mm. who's going to win? Who's going to get the best of it? And B. John Robinson, for all the uh, overhead angles, yeah. He's had under 50 rushing yards in three of the last four weeks. Okay. So, like, let's get him going, too. All right, so the Bills survived the Giants last week. The Patriots can't seem to survive anybody. It's it's Bills in New England. Jason, what do you got for this game? Mac Jones, zero touchdowns and seven interceptions in their last three games. They're taking on the Buffalo Bills, where it seems like every time these two teams play, I was a part of it. I was out there guarding Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen have a big game. This offense, they're scoring under 17 in the last three games. 
Mac Jones in this offense, Bill O'Brien, they have to figure out a way to put points on the board because this Josh Allen-led offense, they're going to score somewhere, yeah. somehow. You don't know whether it's Diggs, Gabe Davis, James mm-hmm. Cook. Somebody's going to score this offense, figure something out. You said Josh Allen was a little ginger this week. He has it was, you know, practice wasn't going the full because of possibly the, the beating that they took last week against the Giants in the trenches there. I'd rather them not have that type of game. I know they're going into Foxborough and there's a lot of pride in New England, but like, can the Bills do one of these games where they just go up early and they don't have to grind it out like mm-hmm. they did last week and have to eke it out at the very yeah. end? Weird loss in London, weird win last week. I want to mm-hmm. see the Bills take care of business. That Saints team we watched last night beat the Patriots 34 to nothing in Foxborough. Did you see that game last night? They, they're not much. I asked the question during commercial. It's going really badly for New England right now. Mm-hmm. Have they hit rock bottom? Is this when you start building your way up and you play the Bills tough? Or is it the worst is yet to come? The team is, I think they're the 32nd team in the NFL. I really do. I think mm-hmm. the Panthers play harder. I think the Bears play harder. The Broncos, the Giants. I think this could get ugly. Josh Allen might not finish this game in a good way. Yeah. Ugh, that's uh, bleak, to say the least. Do Last one please. for this round. Do something. Do something. Two first place teams in their divisions. We've talked a lot about this game, but let's put a final minute on it, Peter. Lions, Ravens. I saw a stat that mm. the Lions haven't started a season six and one or better since I believe 1954. Peter. <laughs> This is rare air. Ravens fans have a lot of pride themselves. They just took care of business in London. They're back, and their building is going to be rocking. But, like, this is a locomotive right now. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated to see how they handle all the media attention. They're number one in all the power rankings, a lot of articles about them, a lot of spotlight. How does this young Lions team handle all that? I love that. I know Philly and Miami are playing the Sunday night game. It's prime time. I think this may be my favorite matchup of the week. Talk about so it. much hype going on about the Lions. This Baltimore Ravens team, I think, is better than what everybody's giving them credit for. Lamar Jackson, these receivers haven't really gotten it going just yet. This Lions defense has been unbelievable. As Alex Anzalone and the crew, mm. uh, I'm fascinated to watch this matchup. Yeah, I feel like Dolphins Eagles is like the Coachella poster on the big font. <laughs> and then you're like, yo, nice. but go to the dance tent. And yeah. see yeah. The yeah. dance like, tent. You gotta see them. They got it. They're incredible. Like, I'm into this game too. The Eagles Dolphins is very flat. <laughs> Flashy and fun and big time. These are like who's got next kind of. Yes. I feel like you know what I'm saying. Like the, their next album when they drop, really they're gonna blow 1 up. One p.m. You're not a dance tent guy. You're like a rock stage guy. I've been at Coachella. I, I was everything. You guy. were at the dance yeah. tent. Take wow. everything, eat everything, drink everything. Going every, every, it was yeah. a fantastic day. Yep. Our next guest was described by his mother growing up as bigger and stronger than the average child. <laughs> I would say so. He's still bigger and stronger in the NFL. And I'll also add very loaded word in this segment angrier guys welcome to good morning football commanders running back brian robinson jr what's up brian how you doing what's up man what's up? how y'all doing we're doing great we're fired up to talk to you coming off a win you scored five touchdowns this year you had three touchdowns all of last season it's incredible you're on fire how would you describe how you're feeling this year and week seven in the giants and tell us just the state of you right now as we're going into this week honestly i, mean, I feel good man uh, a little bit better every week you know just growing you know, continue to just get better, grow mentally and physically. So, uh, you know, going into this week, you know, I'm excited. You know, going into a divisional you know, matchup, coming off a win, everybody excited, you know, I'm ready to get going. Speaking of growth and watching you guys come together, you and Sam Howell arrived in Washington last year. You were both part of that draft class. Really fun to watch you guys come together in this Eric Bieniemy offense. Explain Sam's progression within this offense and why maybe when you saw he was supposed to be the guy and how his play has developed in the best way. Honestly, you know, even you know, all last year and our rookie year, you know, I seen Sam, you know, coming in here, you know, working and competing and, you know, training as if, you know, his opportunities were gonna come at any time. And uh, he continued that into the offseason, you know, continue to build chemistry with, you know, the guys around him, like Terry and myself. You know, he just continued to show that, you know, he's a leader, you know, he wants to win. 
Um, we support him. We're behind him you know, every step of the way. I'm excited to see you know, how he continues to grow throughout the season. Brian, you know, last year you went through your own incredible journey, personal and obviously on the field once you got on there, and we were so happy to see you have mm-hmm. success. In the offseason, this team went through a major transformation, and you can feel it when you watch these Washington home games that there's a different crowd, different energy. Have you guys felt it as players since the new ownership group has come in? You know, honestly, you can feel it in the air, man. It's, it's totally different. You know, the fans in tune, you know, they're, they're loving it. Everyone in the building, you know, has, you know, new sense of urgency about just, you know, wanting to do their job, I guess. You know, everybody, you know, everybody just seemed to have been affected by, you know, what has went on and uh, in a positive way. I think that can really help us, you know, for what we're trying to build for the future. Yeah, you can see the new energy around that team this season. And, uh, Brian, this week you guys go against the Giants. Last year that game ended in a tie. You'll be at MetLife. You were a rookie last year. Now you're in year two. Talk about the progression for yourself and just give us an outlook going into this game. Well, you know, I, I got a chance to play against them last year, uh, twice actually. And um, I kind of know, you know how they play and you know how they're going to you know, come attack me, I guess. With that experience, you know, I'll be, you know, ready to, you know, go up, go up against them again, you know, in my second year, you know, more experienced and, you know, more, you know, ready to attack, you know, just just go up against them and, you know, pull off a win. I didn't didn't get to pull off a win against them last year, so I'm really looking forward to that this year. Brian, you grew up in Tuscaloosa. You played your high school games just mere miles away from Brian Denny Stadium. You played football at Alabama. But I have to look back specifically at your 2017 team. You were on a roster that I think would go unmatched in today's NFL. Let's get into this. If Can you – the names on this screen are so remarkable. You've got Jalen and Tua at quarterback. That running back room, Najee. Damian, Brian Robinson, Josh Jacobs. I mean, then the water, you, the list goes on and on. Could this team beat every single, if you put all these guys on the field at one time right now in the NFL, would you beat everybody? That's a roster, like, uh, that's a roster. I, I tried to tell I tried to tell somebody a couple weeks ago. I'm like, man, they, they don't understand our, our our teams back in 2017 to 2018 could probably put out a whole 53 man roster. And you know, you know, a practice squad team. Like we had, you know, literally a team full of you know NFL talent, you know, players, and you know everybody, you know, continued to grow and into the NFL and you know doing very great for themselves. So that's very good to see. You know, just being on the same team with those guys and you know going to work with those guys and just seeing how you know everybody you know grew and succeeded. You know, after school with that. You know, Brian, one of the stories before the season was, you know, Ron Rivera spoke about Eric Bieniemy and how his coaching style might not be for everyone, but we're getting there. The offense seems to be doing just fine. You guys seem to like playing for Eric Bieniemy. Why don't you give us a midway point of the season where you guys are at 3-3? Three and three. What's it been like working with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy? Honestly, it's been great. You know, uh, learn something about him, you know, new every day. You know, he's you know, a great coach. He wants to win, and I feel like, you know, if it's important to you to want to win, then you will listen to him. And uh, I honestly think, you know, whatever kind of got out about, you know, whatever coach has said kind of was blew out of context. It wasn't a situation where, you know, somebody was complaining about his coaching style. It it wasn't even probably something that had to do with on the field type of energy. So, man, I I think it's been great, you know, just getting to know him and just grow with him, you know, in game. And um, I'm excited for what we can really build together. We are, too. And we are excited to watch as the year goes on. Brian, this is a scepter. 
and you do not have one of these. This goes to the angriest runner in the league. Um, listen, I know you get mentioned many, many times on social because I get mentioned in the same tweets. There's a lot of Commanders fans, Bama fans who are saying, how come B-Rob does not have one of these? Do you see this, and what is your response to all those people fighting for you, or maybe those people here at the table? I see it. And uh, my response to that is I don't have no choice but to, to end up with one eventually. Like, eventually you're going to have to give me one. You know, I, I know how the votes and stuff go. I can't, I can't sit up here and vote on myself. I'm pretty sure, you know, if the fans could vote, you know, somebody would, you know, vote for me. But uh, you're going to eventually have to give me one, you know, because I'm going I'm to continue to run. I'm going to continue to run angry. I'm going to continue to put out this play, put on this play, angry runs every week. So... <laughs> Dude, eventually, you're preaching. Eventually, I'll have one. It's coming. That's that's Speak what. Speak it into existence. It almost it almost sounds like a threat, and I yeah. like that. <laughs> I like you, Brian. I like the way you run. I like the way you talk. I loved the way you played against Atlanta. I would have loved to give you one of these. It was a little more complicated than that. But I think next week We're it might get just be up. very next simple. Week. Very oh. simple. Yes. It's like Commanders, you could, you could Giants. You didn't even show me no love on it, though. You didn't show me no love on it, though. Oh. What's up with that? What's You're up? saying What's up you should have been nominated. Wasn't even nominated. Yeah. Uh, come on, Kyle. You could have just played my video. I, you. You ain't even, I ain't even had to I come in the top, like, top three or four. You could have just played my video or something. Just like, just to show him, like, hey, up. this is how you finish a run right here. you. What's up? I would have loved to do I gotta get is, is my ratio like is my ratio five to one? Do I gotta get do I gotta run over five people to to, to one to five get people. to get a scepter? What is, does what does he have to do? What does he have to do? Set the standards. Set the standard so he knows what he has to do. Yeah. Hey. What what did you just you tell me? the same thing. Oh, you tell him. Right. We're, we're, let him go. Let him go. Let him cook. Uh, we're in the same room right now. You can tell me. You can tell me exactly what you want what you want to see. I see. I'm, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to give you the respect of the same energy face to face that I would when you're not here. It's, I'm telling you. <clears throat> Can someone help me, please? <laughs> Brian, you deserve five of these things. I, I will. I will walk through hell to get you one, <laughs> even at the cost of my expense, uh, my my career, my reputation. You just keep doing you. I'm telling you, change nothing, because you've been nominated about 26 times. Yep. And to your point last week, this guy ran over six Falcons in the end zone. The Falcons are still lying on the ground. We can't even. He's saying, I can't even get a nomination. <laughs> I can't even be, get my little face in the box, and I you say somebody else's name, dude. You deserve it all. It's change coming. nothing. It's coming. It's yes. not on you. It's coming. It's on it's us coming. and some some bigger things. But yeah. I, I just absolutely love you, Brian. And it is coming. It's coming. Oh man, I'm I stressed. Yeah. Appreciate you. The man always trying to hold yeah. us down. We're coming. Appreciate y'all. We, we love you, Brian. Incredible. Yeah. You guys thank him. I'm done. I'm telling you. Kyle's gonna angry run off this set because he's so upset right now. It's great. I can't hey, wait. Good to luck see. this week. We're man. gonna vote for you, man. It's coming. Brian, good luck this weekend. Get that. Yeah. Angry. Stay healthy. Can't even thank put God. me in the thank list you. of the finalists. <laughs> God dang. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
we're going to stick with Pittsburgh as they head out to SoFi to take on the 3-3 three and three Rams. At first glance, you're kind of like, well, this is odd. This is a strange matchup. And then you realize there's a lot of meaning behind it, uh, a cast of characters that have some overlap as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett and the Steelers figuring some things out offensively. Peter, what would a win mean for that group? Let's go back. 10 days. Okay. The, the Monday after two weeks ago, the Steelers were going on the bye. They had this amazing finish to a game mm. where they beat the Ravens and everyone's like, the Steelers are in first place of the AFC North. Do you know what happened last week? Well, the Bengals won. <laughs> the Ravens won. Yeah. The Browns won. <laughs> so let's see the AFC North standings right now. If okay. we can. Grillo and uh, Anthony, if you could bring it up. Here we go. Now it's, we're not the first place team, but you look at that last column. They are the in the... This division is going to end up being decided in week 18, yep. like it always does. Yeah, you know in the cartoons when they would fight, it'd be like a cloud. Yeah. All like, the hands and legs are sticking right. out of it. Like That's what that division is, the cloud fight. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Stacking wins. And this is one of those moments where it's like the offense has been sputtering, the defense has been playing well, and yet that last drive against the Ravens after 58 minutes of just frustration and fire Canada chance, here he comes, and it's like Kenny Pickett is doing what he does. And he did it last year against the Raiders in a big game. He did it last year uh, against the Ravens in another game against them. Pickens found Pickett, and you're like, okay, we got something here. Matt Canada has had an entire week to prepare. The Rams played the Cardinals last week. There's footage of two different Rams games in the last two weeks. Kenny Pickett has had a week off. He's had a chance to look and study this Rams defense of a bunch of guys, Aaron Donald, and players we don't know yet. He's had his opportunity to do it. You'd hope to think that this offense is not going to be sputtering. And a little thing that not national... Deontay Johnson being back to me is huge. He fully practiced this week. I feel like that's a nice addition. A win for the Steelers would be a statement in what will be an AFC North that's going to be... Beat the Rams. I know it's in their building. Beat the Rams. You're a playoff team to be if you can get these wins mm. now because I, you know this thing is going to... The winner of the division is going to be 10 and 7, and there's going to be three other teams that have nine yeah. wins. Like, I okay. feel like Deontay Johnson is the most underrated wideout. Like, for Every years, year. we would say, Tyler Lockett's underrated. Like, for, if you say that enough years, you're not just, underrated yeah, anymore. Yeah. People are like, Mike Evans. Like, Mike Evans might go to the Hall of Fame. You're not yeah. underrated. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, I think, might be in that slot of the guy who just makes plays. That has 90 catches every year. No. Yeah. Don't you think? No, like, no, no. I think that's the new guy. Quick as heck, uh, tough to cover, no doubt about it. And now George Pickens got all the love all offseason, the plays he was making in preseason. And then Deontay Johnson gets hurt, and now he's has the opportunity to be back out there Sunday. When I look at this Steelers team, you say, all right, if they get a win, what does that mean? I more just want to see the offense play better. You just mentioned that they had a week off, Matt Cannon did to game plan. You look at a bye week in the NFL, and I said it last week as we were talking to Robert Sala earlier this week, the bye week is a self-scout week. So for coaches, you're not going to another country. You're not flying all over the place. It's an opportunity to figure out what the heck you've been doing for them the past six weeks. So now they're looking at it for Matt Cannon. All right, what are the things that we're doing well? We talked about Warren carrying the ball. We talked about Najee Harris. He hasn't had a 100-yard game. They had, I think, one maybe in the last 22 games. Is that right? Yes. So for them, you mentioned Deontay Johnson coming back. George Pickens, we know, on the outside, you showed that last drive against the Ravens. How do we get more of that? What is it that we're missing on the offensive side of the ball to figure out to help our defense who's making plays, creating turnovers, scoring at moments, 
to go out there and really compete. They're right at the top of the division. They're in the thick of it at the second place. But for the Steelers, a win would be nice. You're stacking wins, blah, blah, blah. But for <laughs> blah, them to blah, get blah. to where they want to get, they have to figure out something on this offense. So more than just stacking a win possibly against the Rams, it's more about how are we improving so by we get to, by the time we get to the end of the season, we're talking about this division will be decided at that point. Kenny Pickett and his offense are playing their absolute best, and we're not having fans in the crowd cheering fire Matt Canada. I was on Twitter because that's what I do in my, yeah, my awesome. spare time. Where'd you find and, uh, Where'd you find this guy, Jarrett W. Kane, said if Matt Canada and the offense gets it going, he's going to tattoo Matt Canada on his face. Okay. This thing went viral for Steelers fans. They were all talking about this. No, I'm sorry. If the Pittsburgh Steelers score over 30 points on Sunday, okay. I will get a Matt Canada face <laughs> tattoo on my right butt cheek. Oh, okay. Right butt cheek. Specific right butt cheek. placement. All right. Matt Canada. Right I, I mean, I, on the butt cheek. one thing to do it in a par tattoo parlor. It's another thing to come right on this show and do it on live TV. What's wow. his name? Jared Kane. Jared W. I'll even talk to Raheem Morris. Maybe we can just lie down and have this happen for the show, like for the status oh of the show. God. We can wow. use this. Yeah. It's interesting. Peter already has a McVay tattoo on his butt. I do. Right? I do. So you guys could get together. Right, right, or, right or left. <laughs> I, do. I do. <laughs> McVay's on one butt cheek yeah. and Jeff Fisher's on the other. So I'll go real long back with the Rams. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, Fish. I go back with Push the Rams. That's awesome. Both butt cheeks. I think of Fisher as a tight. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, I go Rams. All right, eight and eight, good. baby. Let's go. Yeah, the eight <laughs> I think the picket thing is really interesting. In this, all right. So developing the take the candidate out of it. Yeah. Plays in early in the game, not that great, and then he turns into John Elway at the end of the game. So there's actually, I think, some real like sports psychology stuff going on here, okay. where they and Tom was asked about this week, like. Do you ever think about can you get Kenny to play in the first quarter like it is in the fourth? And he's like, mm. all the time. So <laughs> certainly there's the football part of it about like what can you script or call to get his confidence up and get him going. I think even down to his pregame routine, what are you doing to start the game? What are you doing in warm-ups? Because you look wildly different. Is there anything you can simulate in practice to make it feel like the end of the game? Can we call the plays differently? Yeah. Everything is on the table because never mind turning into John Elway, if if he can just be like pretty good in the first few quarters like they could start really ripping off some wins but it is a liability early the offense sucks it sucks it's, it's tedious and then all of a sudden damn kenny where the hell is that been one last drive for 50 yeah. seconds right. but what right. if that was on the first drive oh. of the game and the last drive of the game? Yeah. i'm not saying you got to be four quarters of all pro can we get two really good drives because we're, we're surviving on bread and water with just one we're going to start <laughs> losing some games that says three and two right there you got blown out in this one i want two Great drives from Kenny Pickett. Not five, not, I don't need to throw 500 yards. Two great touchdown drives, and, and we can cook with this defense in this running game. But one, I'm tread, it's too hard. I'm in a weighted vest to tread in water. I'm going to sink. Two drives, Kenny, and, and we'll see in the playoffs. They should just play two-minute drive, four-minute drive, two-minute drive. Great. Every time. Every time they go out for offense. Fine. That's how the Steelers should A two-hit wonder. Yes. You know, there's a lot of one, There's two-hit wonders, like, that have right. two songs. I want Kenny to be a two-hit wonder every single week. Yeah. Like uh, the Spin Doctors. Yeah. Two hits. Two That's what I want. Little Mr. Can't Be Wrong. <laughs> Pocket full of kryptonite, Peter. Great album. That's right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.